Welcome everyone to Torah Talks, Chazak's Tuesday night programs with a special guest tonight. We have a very special guest, a very dear friend of ours, Rabbi Mordechai Kamensky. Welcome Rabbi, how are you doing? Hashem. Oh, it's amazing. a pleasure to be here. Yes. And finally, after a lot of <laughs> yes, perseverance, Mar Megillah, Zion, Yagadu, Matsasa, Tamin. I found it. And that goes on coming here and finding apartments by the Queens. Thank you Rabbi Kamensky for... Coming and for everything that the rabbi does for Claudia, so for the Jewish people to hear momentarily. Tonight's topic. You're not going to hear it from me, so. <laughs> We're going to ask it, please. Tonight's topic is Rav Chaim Knievsky's. That's how we all know the Sahar Torah. Maran uh, just uh, passed away this past week. Uh, the light of our generation, but before we delve into tonight's exciting, uh, I guess, I usually say exciting topic, sad topic. Uh, maybe the rabbi can just give a listen to just a little bit background of the, the great work of. Y O S S Yeshiva South Shore. So, before we do that, so you say the topic is Rebchaim Kanievsky. It's not a sad topic. The Petira. I'm not the talking about the Petira, but the Rebchaim Kanievsky. Ah, that is amazing. And the second thing is that a topic like Rebchaim Kanievsky. It's like saying today our topic is Torah. Rebchaim Kanievsky was the epitome, the embodiment of Kolat Perikulo. So it's hard to say the topic is Rav Chaim Kanievsky. <laughs> it's like the topic is what is in a Sefer Torah and in the biggest library that Claudius all have to have. So it, it's hard to, you know, uh, quantify Rav Chaim Kanievsky into any amount of time. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit of my perspectives or my experiences because, and, and we'll get to that after we follow up with a question about my life, I guess. Or, I've been so <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. So, um, I like to say I was one of the first from kids born in Woodmere. Uh, my father moved in the 50s. Born in Woodmere, wow. Right? My father Five moved times. in the 1950s. He was a Rebbe in East New York. He had a little boy in his class. He used to travel every day from Cedarhurst. And when he went around the classroom, the boy says, he asked, where do you come from? He says, Cedarhurst. He says, do you mean Canarsie? And he says, where's Cedar? My father went out there and met the father, and they started a little minion, and he would come in on Shabbosim. And a group of uh, Balabatim from Lawrence area wanted an all-boys yeshiva. There was a school at the time, it was called Highlight Hebrew Institute of Long Island. It was a co-ed school. <clears throat> and he um, started the yeshiva South Shore. So, you know, that was really my life. I went there till eighth grade. And then um, it was a small yeshiva. And uh, my rabbeim were a phenomenal rabbeim. Talmud Chacham Shmuel Dishon, you may have heard of, of my rabbi, really? seventh grade rabbi. Oh, wow. Rabbi Moshe Feierstein was a great piano chassid. Shmuel Chaimzin was such a going that my rabbi in high school in Shiva Philadelphia said, Shmuel Chaimzin, he said he remembers that in Bismedrish Elyon, Reuben Grzovsky was the Rosh Hashiva. Reponovich Rav gave a shir, and they were fighting about the shir. And Rabbi Ruben said, whatever Chaimson says, I'll be master. This is my eighth grade wow. in South Shore. So, you know, I had Baruch Hashem a great chinuch, and then I went to my uncle in Philadelphia Yeshiva. Sure. And after Philadelphia, I went to Panavish Yeshiva, so I learned, so I spent um, two and a half, three years in, in Bnei Brak. And I was Zeichet to Sirup Chaim and his father, Zeichet Tzadik Lebrach, the Stipler. Uh, my first cousin, who was American, had moved there to Israel right after the Six Day War. And he was an anacle of the Chavetz Chaim. Oh, wow. His name was Zach, is Natalia Zach. He uh, asked the question 
during a shear that the stipler gave on the yard set of the Chazanish, like they did in Kal Chazanish, and the stipler asked about him, and he asked him, if, are you in Shaduchim? He said, I'm not, my father probably is in for me. <laughs> and they made the shir, so he married Reb Chaim's sister's son, Barzim. Shol Barzim died young, and he married the Yisoma, Brachel Barzim, and so because Ramnatoli was my cousin, I got the opportunity to go in uh, to Reb Chaim uh, on, on quite a number of occasions, and just, you know, bask in his, his presence. And after Panavish, I went to, back to Lakewood, I got married, and when the um, you know, funds were tight, so uh, I was offered a position as a Kyle member in Yeshiva Kyle in the Kyle base Yitzchak of Pittsburgh. Really? And I uh, was there in the Pittsburgh Kyle for, uh, from 1981 to 1982 to 1986, and then I moved back to Woodmere to work in the base HaMedrash that Rabbi Noble, the Yeshiv Gadol that Rabbi Noble established there. And um, been with, it was part of the South Shore institutions, and I'd been part of that institution. My father was there a little before that. He asked me to take over the running of, of the Yeshiv of South Shore. And that's where I am. That's what I do. Just to mention one thing, the, the Rav's father is at Sabra Binyamin, was uh, had a shaykh, had a connection with our family, the Meiros, and my uh, uncle and, and cousins, and uh, he gave such chizak, he gave us such inspiration when Chazak just started. I was at uh, my cousin's wedding; he was in the Sadiq Kedushin there, and he was always giving the smile and giving that encouragement to continue strong. I'll never forget it. So, Yishakach to you and to your family for all that uh, you've done and all that you do. So, like we mentioned, uh, the topic is the light of our generation. So, the Rav mentioned your connection to the Saratar of Chaim. But uh, the question is, if there would be one lesson that we could learn from the Rav's life. So the, the, lesson that, the lesson I believe that you see on a daily basis, constant basis, of Chaim Tasmada. Oh, I, mean, right. uh, I mean, there's nothing... You know, a greater aspect of Reb Chaim's life and lesson to everybody about his asmada, about his learning, there, and not only that, but by telling people who have a hard time sitting for a long time just to work for the first half hour and then go on. And my father used to tell me that. His father told him the same thing. We used to walk from Woodmere to Farakaway because when I was a little boy, not a little boy, when I was even in elementary school, there was not such a community in Woodmere that would send to our type of yeshiva. Mm. Most of the boys came from Farakaway. So my right. father would walk to every bar mitzvah. So from ah. Woodmere to Farakaway, three miles on Shabbos. So my father would say, no, we only have to get to the next telephone pole. Ah. And then once we got there, he said, okay, it's one more telephone pole. And that's how, <laughs> and Abchayim told that to many, many people. But, you know, it's, 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 a, but it's, a, it's superhuman hasmada. And just that the constancy of his learning, the fact that he was so masudr in, in his limudim. If you listen, and I'm sure anybody who uh, is reading any of the Hespedim or articles about Rav Chaim, and by now, Yev Shalapartam Ki Rabam Heim, you know, about the Seder Ayoyim, waking up after Chatzais, and then learning Gemara, and learning Yerush, and learning Shabbat, and then Yerushalmi, and then Tur, and Shulchan Aruch, and Rai Prokham of Ramah, and Menech Prokham and Ramchal. But, you know, I recently, you know, realized that it's a fantastic way to do it, especially 
person's not able to sit in yeshiva all day, you make the, Reb Chaim was, he sat as a human man, but, but even for the Hamoinam, why those, why these ideas like the Dirshu and the Davayayimi and the Mishniyayimi are so important because it gives you a, a, a ground you in a Seder and you, you're walking through different elements of shots. And, um, you know, that, that's what I would say that, uh, but, you know, his midah is, uh, you know, he, he, a person that doesn't interact with people sitting in the house who think that doesn't have, you know, does, it's not the exemplar of midos. But you, the stories you hear about Rav Chaim, the famous story with the boy who took the picture, I'm sure you're all aware, some Hawaiian relates a fantastic story about, and I hope I get this right, and I apologize to him if I got it wrong, that when he was a bacher, <clears throat> must have been a youngish bacher, um, he loved taking pictures. Those days, he, <clears throat> from the story, it seems that it was the old um, cameras where you put in film. Mm-hmm. And he went, woke up three o'clock in the morning, and either he doesn't say how he got into the house or where Reb Chaim was, but he went to take a picture of Reb Chaim, and it seems that there was a cat that walked by, the, and Reb Chaim saw it was hungry and, and gave it something, and he snapped the picture. Now Reb Chaim like either made with the back, but he, he sort of been told that. You should get rid of the picture. And this was, I mean, this would be priceless. I mean, this is, this is a home run. Uh, you know, uh, on the Godolan picture market, you know, today, you know, that would be... But Simcha did what he had to do, and reluctantly he took the film out of the camera and threw it in the garbage. Wow. And that was it. Unbelievable. Wait. Got married, got a family, and he has a bar mitzvah bachar, and, you know, like, the minute is Kanaidahara with the the uh, relative affluence that we have in, 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 in the world, he uh, his son went there to show before the Bar Mitzvah and he asked his father to bring him to Reb Chaim for a bracha. Right? I did it with uh, with one of my sons, my younger son, and that's what we do. I'll tell you a story on the side. <laughs> but he comes to, to Reb Chaim and he says, this is my son. And Reb Chaim looks at him and he says, oh, for 25 years, I'm waiting to find you to ask you mechila that I made you throw away the film. <laughs> 25 years, he remembers the face, remembers, it's reminiscent of the story with his father, who also came over to a boy, there was a boy who was once either leaning on a Gemara or sleeping, and, there, and he was really learning, then the sniper told him something, and years later, he was like a young boy, the sniper came to him on his bar mitzvah and said, I realized was somebody had told me that you weren't sleeping or that you weren't fooling around. And I couldn't ask you mechila until your bar mitzvah. So today's your bar mitzvah. Wow. I want to ask you. You know, that's where it's in the blood. So, but, you know, we used to say about the Chavitz Chaim. Everybody talked about what kind of great tzaddik he was. And the fact that he was such a known tzaddik, it sort of overshadowed what kind of Talmud Chacham it was. Rav Chaim was such a Talmud Chacham and such a master, such a going in Torah that people sometimes overshadow for care what kind of savage he was. How do we knew that his dictum of mitzvahs was unbelievable? But you know, he he, he was that Sadiq Yisraelim and and worried about. And you see it from you know the, the t- times that I went. You first of all, you know, and I say this to people who are I don't know what to modern they call it modern or that. But bottom line, when there's a tzara, they're, they're not going. So the rabbi in Scarsdale, you know, it's Reb Chaim, it's a place, call Reb Chaim, go to Reb Chaim. It's, could you call Reb Chaim? I mean, it, that was a stop, and it was a stop, you know, when when you went to Reb Chaim, 
it wasn't just, it wasn't unless you were, you had a certain appointment at a time, but if you went with the Kabbalah's call, with the Hamaynam, like in the later years I, I often did, um, uh, you stood in line and they pushed, and who was there on the steps? Men with children, and, and people with polo shirts, and, and, and satin yarmulkes. Why is that? What is that? It's, it's the same way you grab when you, when a Jew that's connected with Yisha comes and grabs and kisses a Sefer Torah. Right? You go to Achla Sefer Torah and it's a community event and there's people and you say, what is he doing? And, what do you mean? It's the Torah. There's a Keshet. Everybody came to, to kiss Reb Chaim and to get a kiss from Reb Chaim. And I think that's, you know, it shows that you're, if you're a Shtik Torah without any Negeus, then that's how people are going to flock to you. You know, there's, there's no... Um, uh, other publicity he had. It's just it's an impact. It's the Torah in, a, in, in sitting in an Aron Kodesh on Rosh and and from there just it's just emanating. It's kedusha. There's oh, nothing right. else to say. It's unbelievable, amazing, amazing. What a loss. So so we know Rav Chaim had a tremendous influence on millions. We could say you know the Levi they say it was close to a million and uh, and uh, that's just narrative strong. We know all over the world people were, were were tuning in. So he had an influence on millions of people in so many areas. Uh, can the rabbi maybe elaborate on Rav Chaim Kanievsky's teaching and lessons in the area of tefillah? So, I saw Rav Chaim Daven. It was an experience. You know, and I remember, I'm a Kamenetsky, so I saw Rav Yankov Daven also. And I seen, I, I was Rav Shmuel, Rav Tzrtabel Yishvei, I was Rav Shach. The Davening Bislavus was a different type of Eima Yira Bessesezea. They say I'm from Maisha, that he was once in front of a judge, maybe it was in Russia, and he stood like state. And he didn't shut him. Mm. And he said, from that time, he realized that's, you know, even the cults, I don't, I'm not, I'm adding in parenthetically cults, my say Tamarno, but I, you know, maybe there was his daz was small, but it wasn't that type of shuckling that we see, or <laughs> waving, arm waving, that, you know, that, and I'm not taking away from the boys who are punching, and, and, and there was a certain way they're expressing themselves. But, you know, I saw Chaim Daven, and it was, yeah, may a slight shuckle, but it was a you know tremendous amen. I saw him during Chazar's shots. His finger was on every single word. Rukhaim has a lot of svarim until I was gifted some svarim a couple of years ago on on Roshani and Kippur Machzayim, and just finding makoros for almost every word in the sitter from a pasuk or a maimer chazal. That, that goes back to a Tanakh source, because but it, uh, it's fascinating, you know, um, you know I just uh, talked about, about um, by the end of the Ila, by the Yugil Nidos, you say, and he, you know, quotes the Gemara, what, what does that mean? The schus of the, the fathers, the, the forebears, and the source of the, the, the tears, why, why are we referring to the tears, why the forebear, and the Gemara says that, that, um, that bottom line is that even though the Yom Shachar Beis Hamikdash, the, the day the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, that the Shari Tefillah was closed, but it wasn't closed to the, to the tears, mm-hmm. it wasn't closed to the, to the, the Schus uh, so, so, so therefore, he says, oh, that's right, you reached out to, Chaim was in a succinct manner able to point out, and those pointing out 
of those little biurim are, are hafla befella. I mean, just the Lord. And, and, and it's kadai, I mean, uh, to, to, to pick up a copy of Siyah Hasada on Talatrila because you don't have to go through. I mean, it's some wonderful, wonderful pirushim of Tila from, from um, uh, contemporary G'dayli Yisrael, like Yimali Pib Tila Secha by Rabbi Leib Steinman, who quotes Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky. And, you know, had I been a little prepared, I would have looked up, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but I, I give it a little podcast on Tefillah, and I, I used many of Rav Chaim's Pshat Tov. I mean, right. um, so, you know, that, that's something that you could definitely learn. I own, but I also was Zaycha to Davin Avasikin with him. Um, I remember this my is son... Letterman Shul. In Letterman Shul. In 19... Um, in, in 1980... Uh, no, it was 19... No, 2001. 2001. It was in January, February. My son had just gone through a uh, very big brain surgery. It was a very... It was very we needed a lot of brachas and rachmei shamayim. And we flew in, landed very early in the morning at Israel, and we went straight to, to Adavim Basik and Barab Chaim and, and, and get a, uh, a bracha. Get a bracha. Um, and, you know, he said... Uh, and my wife... Did he say a vet hobbin is he going to have or he should have? Well, make sure he says he's going to have. And, and that's you know the that words of the little word a zohobin a vel hobbin you know Baruch Hashem. His words are mukuyim. We had from the wine the last year see him. The Rebbitzin took us in also. Uh, it was and this was you know I have to thank my cousin Reb Naftali. He was very very helpful. You know as as Rebbe this is twenty years ago when I was a bachur in Panim Yeshiva. You know, Rukhayim was the son of a disciple, and he was this guy in Ireland, but he didn't have the, the, the throngs of people. And, and people looked at Rukhayim as somebody who was just a shakua in learning, but because he was in the presence of his father, so people didn't run to him for brachas. I mean, they, I'm sure there were, I'm sure there were thousands, but, but not like on the mass after, uh, after his father was nifter. And even after his father was nifter, you know, remember, this, the, the, you had Rav Shach, and you had Rav Steinman, and you had Yashiv, and you had Many G'daylim of Shlaim Zalman, all during that Kufa. And I, you know, and I'm sure I'm forgetting, uh, hundreds. And then, you know, as we move on and move on, and if Shaz is not here, and if our Leib is not here, and if Yashiv is not here, you know, it's, it's, a, on, on the thing is, as the Skating War in the 90s, you know, Gaine Terim, Kim Gosas, they're few and far between. And Rabchaim became the person that not only you, you were able to get a bracha from him, but his brachas were astoundingly mekuyim. Yeah. You yeah. know, on, on a, on a, on a, on a mitish level. Yeah. I just heard, I don't know if this is a famous story, I think somebody just told me over that he came for a bracha for a child, a son, and he told him that he should um, make Kiddush on Yayin. Mali make Havdallah al Yayin. It's brought down. Mechatchil to make on Yayin. On what? Right. And a year later, it didn't happen. And uh, mm-hmm. I came back. He said, Rebbe, you know, I came. It's a year. Maybe it was longer. And he said, Yayin. I didn't say Yayin Nesach. I was looking at Chayim. He said, Yayin Nesach. What are you talking about? I have a magnum. I'm son of a bushel one. And he, he, he checked. And he realized he used to have a late Meirev. And his father-in-law, who were a comfortable family, would make Kiddush. And the, and the magnum was left out. And the guy would put it back in the refrigerator until he came. He would take it out, not realizing that the guy to put it back. And 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 he had to, and he, and he 
And then only with Shaima to have been a year later yet. Wow. Uh, I'm not here to say Moitzim. There's a wonderful story about Rav Chaim Balozhna. They say over that Rav Chaim said this over. And again, I'm not, I didn't learn in brisk, but I hope that the gist is correct. And a Chosida Shigid came over to Rav Chaim and he said, you know, my Rebbe has Moitzim and so And 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 he um, he said to him, Moifsim, I'll tell you Moifsim. I'm not sure it was Rebbe Chaim or, or Pshulei Diskin. But he started talking about him putting hand uh, on the base of a lady, um, uh, on the base of a lady, but um, putting his hand in fire, that the Eish again should be shot. And stories where a kid was falling and jumping on the table, he fell down and he told him, told the mother, this is time you can tell whatever, different Moifsim. And Rebbe was recounting them and in the middle, he stopped. He said, oh, but that's, by us. that's nothing for us. By us is taka, because the chassid said to you, by you, it's vaited the Rambam and vidded the Rambam. You just learn Rambams. So time said to him, that might just, it's, it's nothing. Uh, it's taka nothing. Like he caught himself. He said, what am I telling you this for? Vaited the Rambam, vidded the Rambam. That's, I, I, you know, that was Rukhai. Vaited the Rambam, vidded the Rambam. I mean, that was, it was, you know, just... I just told the boys recently something that I saw. There's a, a sefer from Chaim Kanievsky on all the Makaris Harambam. In Purim time, uh, this came up where uh, the um, the Rambam says there's halacha that if there's no rain, you make a declare a tainus, and then if you and then you keep stepping up the amount of tainus that a person has to do or the ramifications. And one of the actions it says that you take out the um, ark, the teva, and you put it into a chava here. Right, in the street. And you put ashes on the ark. But the rambam is that you take out the sifrit teva and you put ashes on the sifrit teva. And the kesef mishni asks, I don't know where the rambam sees this. You know? So being that it was Purim, it reminded me that they asked from Chaim, and he said, it's a targum sheni. The back of uh, Megillah's Esther, you'll find an Aramaic translation, I guess from the times of, of before the Rishayinu, maybe it was in the times of the Targum, Yerinah ben Ezeel, called Targum Shein. And there it says, Mordechai, when he went out the Solcha'ir, that he took out the Sefer Torah and he put ashes on the Sefer Torah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, <laughs> you know so right. like, you know, that's the Targum Shein. And then, you know, Bob Barf and the Midrashim, I mean, you've all heard the, right. the, the Michal, how they would test them, and that was the games that they were playing. It's, it was a, it was in Pasha, the, you know everybody knows the story about the amount of times Moshe said right right Misha well, yeah, Misha nothing you know I guess they would kibitz with him okay, I don't know how I had the chutzpah ask him how many times Moshe has written in the Torah and he said he answered and they told him nope we checked on the computer and there's two more and Chaim began to chuckle he says you typed in Memshin Hey and it came out in Mata Bayis Miyos Miser. Which is me sad, mem shin hey, and uh, and kol mashe yodoi in hey. Also, it says mashe is mem shin hey. You have two more times, but it's not Moshe. You know, so <laughs> that's godless. Yeah, you know, but no, but, but but you know, people like those. I hate to say the word trivia. Chazal nothing in Torah. Chayis like the Timna is as chazal nothing is trivia. You know. Rebbechayim's Galas was not only that. You're talking about Sugis Amukis in Zroyim, in Kachim, in Taris, and, 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 and those are the Svarim today. We have the Chazanish, and that's really the derech of the Chazanish to, to look at Taris Eretz Israel, and he was the, the, the foremost, but Rebbechayim came and wrote on Shvius and, and Kalayim and 
and all the the svarim in 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 Zerayim, uh, in Mishnayis, and it, 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 it it's uh, those svarim are used by B'nai Tyro or delving into those sugyas, and that's really the only source. And then the amount of svarim on Eigla Rufa, on 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 Karnei on grasshoppers, yes. and the story that you know. But I mean, it's just it's just aimless shire. So you know, my Rebbe, Rebbe Mendel Kaplan, used to say. Kid said, "I went to go swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. I went swimming. Yeah. What shaykh is with the ocean? The ocean is mm-hmm. in a It's from here to, to England. And I went in the ocean. What's that to do with the ocean? You, you little by Long Beach, you were standing there in the water. You know, so what shaykh is a person that Reb Chaim? I mean, it's a cold or cool. So you tell Reb Chaim about a grasshopper. You know, or tell Chaim this, or tell Chaim that with a little bit of pasuk and nice But the Chaim." You know, Chaim was Kalatar So, you know, you say, you know, so a guy comes and says a word from, from uh, you know, Pajas Beresha. So, he's telling us all, oh, he's telling me all about Kalatar it's, it's, it's impossible. It's partially impossible. Unbelievable. So, one thing that we could take out from Chaim is to his Asmada. As much as possible, he learned so much as 17, 18 hours a day, they say more or less, at least we should increase in our Limitatar. We were touching on the topic of Tefillah prayer, right? right? So, uh, how does one create a freshness in our daily prayer when it's a ritual, you know, something that we do three times a day for 365 days a year? And, uh, you know... It's a very good question. Hard. So, to say like this, the tefillah is comprised like an orchestra. You know, there's there's the brachas, and then comes Sukkot Zimra. It's a lead-up into Kriya Shema. And you'll see from the tour that the, the, there are 15 um, types of shiros and prayers that are in Yishtabach that are all... Foreshadowed in the words of Bukharis and Vayivarech David and and in Azyashir, uh, all those things you'll find in it's like a build up. Then comes Prakas Kriyashma, which is like the Kasenda of Olmach Shemayim, and also Yichud Hashem, which is another Shmuz. It's Yichud Hashem, and Kali Yisrael is all one. And then you come to an aspect, so there are different elements. So it's an orchestra, it's a symphony. So imagine you listen to a symphony or you play a symphony every day. It's, it's hard. But there's a famous story about Rabbi, that told with Rukhatskal Abramsky. Mm-hmm. Somebody came to Rukhatskal Abramsky, who was the dying of London um, during the time that London was the biggest city in the world. And the reason I say that is because he got a bracha from Chaim and he's going to be the rub of the biggest city in the world. And he was a guy, somebody my grandfather, Yaakov, like, revered, said he was the last rub. Oh. I mean, uh, well, you know, <laughs> but, you know, like, Claudius was last rub. So he asked, uh, he said to him, he's having a blood transfusion. And he should daven him. So he said, I daven every day, I shouldn't have to have a blood transfusion. He said, where is the rub? He says, when I bench, I say, no, that's Shechenu, Hashem should make us need. Loyalty day, matnas basar vadam. I shouldn't have a gift of flesh and blood. <laughs> so the guy laughed. He said, It's a joke. It means the money. He said, No. Chazal, in their wisdom, have written the words is that any kavana that you can find relatable to your situation, you can daven for through those things. So if you daven slowly, and you see things, and I don't want to go into a personal life, you'll see certain things that that are eye-opening, you know, like, um, you know, how many people don't have, you know, people that they know that are shvure leiv, 
and 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 Right? So you say that every day. What are you talking about this? How do you help a shvuri leiv? You give a person attention. In fact, I'll tell you an interesting idea that I actually said this. I think the it says that Kodesh loves the stars. And that's why he named them. The first Rashi and Shema. Yeah. The why does he love the stars so much? He calls them, it says, um, right? So that's why he loves the stars. It doesn't say he loves the stars. He just call them names. You don't have a name a star. Yeah. You know, that's a fake because everybody's already named them. So it's already, you know, you're naming stars that was already named. So I'd get your money back if you did that. But my son, I'm sorry, making jokes. But, but why sort of laid back says a beautiful word. He says, because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu diminished the light of the moon, very interesting Gemara, right? Famous Gemara, everybody right, knows. Time, he says that the sun is all right. And Hashem said, okay, you have to be Mamai yourself. And Baruch felt bad. And he backs up, he brings a Beda Rosh Chodesh, he brings a Karb Chattas to be Machapra that he, we always learn, at least I was taught in school, you know, oh, you prepare, you get, it wasn't an Irish, it seems. It was a good Paina, and now the world can't be, Work, so you have to diminish. But it doesn't seem that it was an Ayna. That's why, if you look at the Gemara Chulin, it, it seems that um, that it's not an Aynish. The Bayer actually sort of needs a kapar for himself, kabiyach, whatever that means. But, another Chazal say that that's why he made the stars and night to light up the sky because the moon was diminished. So, what's the tachos of the stars as blame? Is to help somebody who's never lost him. He's broken hearted. So I was thinking that pshat You know, a person like Reb Chaim Kanievsky Zechatzadik He walked out of that room, and 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 you were just uplifted. And and yes, it was Moina Mispalachavim and Maisa. You know, everybody got their bracha. Yes, it was this kaychus later, and he was, wasn't able to say bracha last mm-hmm. But I promise you, we go through the Torah and we look at a, a gematria. Wow, it's a gematria! One baruchim say that. Baruchim in the baruchim's gematria. You know, licked his elbow kaychus. There's not any diminished any kaychus. You learn ketilay tilim shalachus from the gematria. So avada the rosh tevis or rabchaim kanievsky is zich as good as an hour long bracha than a lot of rabbis. That's so, you know everybody got a buah. Shouldn't feel, they should not feel feel at all all diminished. And, uh, you know so it's uh, Rabbi Mordechai Kamenetsky, powerful, amazing, inspiring uh, gems, we'll say. But uh, before we call it, uh, you know, we have a, our custom, our minute of one final message that you'd like to give over to the entire world. Maybe it's about Rav Chaim. We spoke about tefillah. Maybe it's about Pesach, which is coming up. Whatever the rabbi feels. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I love talking about the Halach Ma'anya. That the, bread the bread, poor, man. poor man is the, the symbolism of of the Seder. And I love talking about um, the, the morale that I once saw. And, and especially in the context 
of the life of Rav Chaim Revson Kalievsky. I never got a chance to talk about it in the context, but now that you're asking and we're talking about it, the Maral asks, and maybe not as expounded as a pulpit rabbi or homiletic rabbi would say, but the poor bread, it shouldn't be the symbol of, of, of chayrus, freedom, right? Of freedom. Freedom should be, you come out there with a, you ever see those cakes, the tiered cakes, you know, with the, mm-hmm. you take off, you'll put a little Jewish star instead of the chasadala. Oh, a nice piece of steak. A good steak, <laughs> all right. But it has to be bread, because that was a sustenance. Oh, okay. so but a nice should be good, otherwise have a layer cake with layers and that. You know, why is the, the, the impoverished bread the representative of Pesach, of, Pesach, of freedom, of freedom? And basically he explains that there's a very big difference between freedom and wealth. You see, you take, let's say, one of those seven-layer cakes, one of the most delicious succulent cakes. There's a, a recipe book this thick how to make that cake. <laughs> and you have baking soda and butterscotch and this flavoring and that flavoring and this amount of sugar. And then you have vanilla and caramel. <laughs> and then you have riser and then and cornstarch and whatever all the other top of them. I don't eat cake, so I'm not... <laughs> So, so details of the wild. right now. Let's say you left out the baking soda, you know, or you left out the cup of sugar, and they say, "This is so You can leave that. It's a cake. It looks like a cake. It smells like a cake, but it's hot kintan. Why? Because it's so interdependent on so many variables, and if one of those variables is missing, it's a cake. Oh, but it's hot kintan. It doesn't have any taste. Matzah is what? Flour and water. If it's missing water, it's not matzah. If it's missing flour, it's water. So the integral components that comprise it are the only things needed for its existence. What is freedom? You know, you have, you have, for example, there's a wonderful little story about a king, a mythical story of a king whose daughter was very sick. So he went to the wise man. He said, what should I do? He says, what you have to do is, you have to go and get the shirt of the man who feels the happiest, most content and free in your entire kingdom. And no, no sorrows, no worries. And ask him for his shirt. And if she should wear that shirt for 24 hours, and she'll be here. Okay. Who's the wealthiest? Goes to the biggest banker. He says, are you free? Are you content? Content and menuchas and, nefesh and, and, and Do you have peace of mind? Peace of mind. There's a property. This guy's not paying anything. <laughs> I, I can't get I don't go to the... I, there's a big doctor in town. He seems very... There's a big doctor. Goes to the doctor. He says, what are you talking about? First of all, this guy is not filling his prescription. He's sick. This one's complaining that he didn't heal. I, I, you know, there's a lawyer that you should go to. He goes to a lawyer from the office. He says... Melech, how can I help you? Stand up. Hey, you know that you're so content. You're such a beautiful content. What are you talking about? You know, I have a case. They're foreclosing and this guy is suing and they're saying, but hey, go on. doesn't know what to do. He says, you know what? The, the workers are, you know, there's a worker, there's a guy in construction. He goes into construction and again, he's complaining. And his construction guy tells him, you know, there's a stone cutter. He's such a happy guy. He lives up there in a little hut. A little he seems so content. Go to him. Go to him. And goes, but this, he's there. The sun's beating down. He's bare-chested. He, took, <laughs> he does. 
and he's banging away at the mountain. He's singing and he's dancing and he has a wheelbarrow and he says, are you happy? Of course. I sell my rocks. I feed my wife. I have enough to live. I don't need more. I don't want more. I don't dream of more. He says, really? Can I have your shirt? He says, I don't have a shirt. <laughs> the wow. sight of matzah, says the Maral, is the freest bread of all. It, it, no strings just, attached. There's nothing attached. Just what it is. There's nothing else. You, you go to you go to the uh, light bulb, svarim, a table, and that's it. The, the pastas, and the most content person in the world has his gemara, his shenda. That's all he needed. No, this, no cell phone, no this, no needs a guy, a businessman, he goes to, he says, he's running, he says, he has people calling him, he has people ringing him, he's just like, you know, I think that's the simon, that's a bit, Anius doesn't have to mean, yeah, Anius with bills is a difficulty, but, but, but the sorry, of the simplicity, the simplicity of it, you know, that's, that's the freedom, that's the freedom. Powerful final message, Rabbi right. Mordechai Kamenetsky. Perfect, <laughs> amazing connection. Based on I've never done time. this. So this was amazing, Rabbi right. Kamenetsky. Shukar for all that you do for classes for the Jewish people. Really appreciate it. We want to thank you all for joining us Tuesday uh, nights, every Tuesday night special guests. Uh, we really had an amazing uh, talk right now, Torah talk with uh, Rabbi Kamenetsky. We want to remind everyone every single Tuesday night, the special guest Chazak's Tuesday night program, special shout out to dailygiving.org and to uh, Torah anytime and please encourage family, friends, neighbors, everyone to tune in and to enjoy and to be inspired and share the wealth. All the best and once again, thank you. All right. Okay.